Yeah, I have an audition. They're like, oh, you know, we're we're doing it totally different now. That you know, they're just ah, oh, God, I I can't stand people that think they're funny. Oh God, I know, I know. Dan, you must run into this all the time. No, I run into people who read my stuff and think I need to be funny. And I'm like, I'm not funny anymore. I. <laughs> it's nothing that ship, that's hilarious. That ship has sailed. And they're like, oh, I bet you're going to be really funny. Yeah. Okay. No, I just have this stupid light. This stupid light. <laughs> you know. Yeah, this is PJ's office in the basement from quarantine when he worked from home. Solving crimes. Yeah. How does he? How does he put people in the slammer from home? He didn't. Well, no, they went in the slammer, but they just never have. That speedy trial thing is a thing of bygone era. People yeah. are in jail forever. They're just like not getting trials. Oh, yeah. I see his inspiration uh, there on the wall. All right. Spider-Man, Cap. Well, he's, his real inspiration, he's Captain America. You know, he's Cap. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could have told you that. Uh, no, I, you didn't have to. I just told you that. Oh, right. Fair enough. Do you want to tell her now that she's told you? I'm sorry. Did I just mansplain your own sentence back to you? Yes. You <laughs> seemed that way. You did. Look at this big glass. Yeah, well, cheers, guys. Cheers. I like that glass. I like your shirt, man. Thank you. Me? It's just Thanks. blue. <laughs> it's just blue. <laughs> oh, Dana, that's a... Is that... No, it's a, It's like a car. It's like a sweater. You know what it looks like? The way you're wearing it, it looks like a baseball, uh, like a three-quarter shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does kind of look like... Yeah, it's not. Dummy. Now I don't like it. Kev's big on those shirts. I love them. I don't have. Oh, his- good. We have we have slightly pissed off Dana tonight. This is great. This is going to be fun. Uh oh. Slightly pissed off energy. Yeah. This is the asshole panel. Oh yeah. <laughs> You've already called your light dumb and Kevin stupid. I, I'm so crabby. I was. I'm just so crabby and I'm so stressed. I told PJ. I said I'm going to go in the basement tell funny stories. He's like, waka waka. And he, he was like, in that voice? Does that mean you won't be in this room? I support it. <laughs> That's it. He's like, as long as you'll be somewhere else. <laughs> and in fairness, Dan, we'll tell you if they're funny stories. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is Steve with the Punch Up Podcast. With me on this episode are Ian O'Shea. Hey, Steve. Jesse Preisendorfer. Hey, Steve. Kevin Reagan. Hey, Steve. And our storyteller is Dana Young. Hello, Dana. Hi, Roni. Good to see you again. Oh, it's so good to see you. Yeah. Uh, it's good to see you. Ooh, fancy mic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got it just for y'all. Not That's a lie. It's not true. No, you got it. It's CNN. Yeah. It's a podcast yeah. mic. It's a CNN mic. Dana's yeah. doing network stuff. She doesn't. <laughs> that does look like a very liberal microphone. Oh gosh, this this microphone is all about AOC. This microphone, yeah. But I, I hear it has good sound quality. Sounds great. So far, it's great. Excellent. Maybe you can take away that New Hampshire accent you got. <laughs> Doubtful. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that I don't have that anymore. Have oh, you? You just, have you just did. No, I didn't. You don't have that. I don't have. have that. that. Have it? I don't think that's New Hampshire. You mean you don't that's- cut it in half? You don't have it? <laughs> no, that's not New Hampshire. That's me trying to be Midwestern so that everyone likes me. Uh, that could have been Wisconsin. I'll give right? you that. 
Yeah. I do a lot of Midwestern because people find it like a bowl. Non-threatening. Who says yeah. that? Who who determined the Midwest uh, accent is non-threatening? Jim Gaffigan. I don't know. You know, I'm a social scientist, but that shit I just made up. I just feel like that's true. Uh, people talk about that. It feels true, right? Have, they, have those people ever seen Fargo? That's like... Fargo's not Midwestern. Fargo's not Midwestern? More, more Northern. Isn't that like North Dakota? Yeah. That's Canada. That's Canada Lake. You know, New, the New Hampshire accent is... Um, it's funny because when I'm up in New Hampshire, because I've been up there a lot more recently, and I definitely slip into it easily. And I do it so that people will like me. It's all yeah. about being a chameleon, because especially up there, they don't like the flatlanders. Yeah. Right. They don't like if you're a mass hole. Forget New Jersey. My New Jersey plates. Yeah. What? So what does the accent sound like? I don't know if I can do it unless you do it with me. Um, so like. Oh, like. Oh, you mean like at the same time or? No. <laughs> So, so I can't, I can't, I don't know. Is it like, is it like a Boston kind of It's like Boston, but the, the, the are a lot softer even than Boston. It's less racist Boston accent. Well, they all are less um, racist. Have you been to New Hampshire? Well, I mean, I've been to Boston. I I don't know that that's true. Yeah. So you drop the Oz, but also there's like, you, you put, you put Oz on the end of the words where. There, there is no I. So I'm Danner. Oh, not yeah. Dana. Yeah. Dana. Uh, my best friend growing up is Jenna Bonnard. You ever been to a Ruber? A Ruber. Yeah, there you go. That's good. That's good. What is a Ruber? Aruba. Oh, I thought it was what people wear to not have more kids. Nah, that's against God's law. That's, that's a against God's law. <laughs> Those are rubbers. That's so a you remove the R where there is an R, and then you add an R where there isn't. You're yeah. thinking of galoshes. You're thinking of galoshes. Oh, galoshes, that's good. Galoshes, Gloucester, Worcester, Chelmsford. All the towns I can do. If I really think about it, I can do it. But y'all are not like that. So, yeah. Hi, this is Jesse with the Punch Up Podcast. <laughs> with me tonight on the episode is Steve. I feel like Ian's never listened to an episode if that's how he even remotely thinks it sounds. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I'm not talking. How is it? How is this coming out of my mouth? What? In New Hampshire, they apparently do banter after the intro. So. <laughs> New Hampshire. Everything's backwards. Dana, do you have a story for us? Yeah, it actually t- takes place in New Hampshire. Perfect. Oh, perfect. It's, it's what we would like to call an amalgam of tales, atmospheric tales, Halloween tales. I love it. Of Ooh. New Hampshire Halloweens. I love it. Ooh, Halloweener. Well, Halloween stories. Nice. So Halloween up in New Hampshire was actually really cold. <laughs> that checks out. It was a long time ago. I think that's ago. just science, Dan. <laughs> Is that science? Yeah, they figured that out a long time ago. <laughs> It's hemispheres and pressure and whatnot. Yeah, but also, like, maybe climate change a little bit. Because, I mean, it was cold. I actually look back at the Fama's Almanac. There it is. There it is. The Fama's Almanac to try to figure out just how cold the winters were up in New Hampshire. How cold was it? Oh, we're not doing that. Was it? Now now you're sounding a little bit like Sybil, like you're coming in and out of personalities. (laughs) 
don't know what I'm doing. I thought you meant Sybil Shepherd. Like she's pissed off at Bruce Willis. Like I'm watching Moonlighting. No, she didn't like her. She didn't like her lighting. That was very uncivil. Oh, bring it back. Bring oh, yeah. it back around. Yeah. So, so I was trying to figure it out because I remember my my memories of Halloween are all that was that was very cold. Sometimes it's, it was snowing. Sometimes there was yeah. snow on the ground. I mean, that's like really bonkers, you know. Yeah. Let me just ask you, what did you wear as a Halloween costume in the early '80s? What do you call an early '80s? '83, '84. Uh, 82, 83, 84. The early 80s. What do you mean? You well, because I, if I could push to 86, my best costume, three amigos. Me, my brother, and my buddy. My mom made those outfits. They were fantastic. But that's 86. That's not... Okay, and also you had a mother who clearly loved you. Yeah. Did anyone else have a different Halloween costume experience? Have a mother in, who hated them. Yeah. In the late 70s and early 80s. Okay, and what were you wearing for Halloween, Jesse? I uh, had a costume that was a banana costume. Um, however, I was going to college at the time. Yeah. So mostly I got called the big yellow penis. Awesome. Well, to be fair, depending upon yeah. what you have available. Jesse, how did you put that costume on? Did you just slip it on? It was, it was a wire construction with yellow cloth. And it rolled, it rolled down was from the, tip, the top. Yeah, was the tip peeled down? Yeah. Was it a rubber? There was a, was a rubber at the oh, top oh. for my Oh, you're yeah, thinking about galoshes. Yeah. That still seems high quality, folks. And yeah. it was ribbed for my pleasure. It was ribbed. <laughs> As you rolled it on. Yeah. Wait, do you mean it was ribbed on the inside or you ate ribs while you were wearing it? Both. No, I, don't eat, I don't eat ribs. Roni, what did you have as costumes? 81 was probably the last year I trick-or-treated. I was in eighth grade and I... I played on the football team that year and we had practiced. So just on the way home, I just trick or treated as a football player. Okay. That's so lame. That well, hold on. Did you, did you part your hair on the other side, Steve? Cause that's extreme for Steve. No, it's always been on this side. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he could with a blowtorch. I don't think he could part it on the other side. I am actually shocked to, to, by these responses yeah. because my experience of Halloween was wearing the vinyl, Oh, yeah. Costumes that oh, you yeah. bought in a bag. Yeah. And they were one piece. Like, oh, I it's almost too. like the fabric that you that you use for like an outdoor party table. Yeah, it's, a, it's a lobster bib. You're wearing a lobster You're bib. We as yeah. a costume. Yeah. With a mask. It came with a mask. And the mask is too small and it digs into your face. And it has the plastic around it and yep. it's hard and it cracks and it's dry and it yeah, cracks horrible. in your face and breaks. Okay. Those were my costumes every year growing up. I had, I, had one, I had one of those that was Uncle Sam. I had a Casper one. Casper the oh, Ghost. So did I! I was yeah. Do you guys realize if you still had those costumes now, if yeah. you didn't go trick-or-treating because you had like Impintego or Pink Eye or something, they are worth... Are you trying to say Impetigo? Is that how you say it in New, in, uh, New Hampshire? <laughs> uh, you're talking about Impetigo. <laughs> That's Australian. Yeah. If you still had those costumes in the bag, they are worth so much freaking money. Is that true? Yeah, on eBay. Sure. Are you making that up? Like you no. made up the name of that disease? <laughs> okay, so, well, I didn't save them because I was busy trick-or-treating and wearing them. Well, they also I, ripped when you farted in them. They're awful. But get this, um, and this is why it matters yeah. that I'm talking about the weather. So in 1982, I was six... 1983, I was seven. That's, that's how, how that works. Is that yeah. how that works? Yeah. <laughs> okay. How old in 1984? Again, again, that's science. Okay. Okay. So my recollection is I had this 
huge, puffy, thick down winter coat. Yeah. That my mother made me wear under the costume. Yeah. So no matter what vinyl costume I wore, I was the Stay Puff Marshmallow person dressed in that costume. Stretched to the limits. That works. Yeah. And because now in my neighborhood now in New Jersey, where my kids trick or treat, the trick or treating is like two to four in the afternoon or some shit. Yeah. It was not like that in 1982. We were trick or treating in the dark at night till one in the morning. Right on rural roads where there's no sidewalk. People have shotguns that I'm assuming. Dana, is it is it at least on Halloween in your neighborhood now? Because some some neighborhoods just schedule it like on the weekend before. Yeah. No, usually it is actually on Halloween. So I have not it. seen that anywhere, in fairness. And maybe, Steve, I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I hear people talk about that. I've never actually seen that. I think you just called him a liar. I have family in other states and they do it in the other and they do it in they do it in Ohio and they do it in Indiana. Yeah. Well Indiana and Maryland. They do it all. That's crazy. Maryland too. Yeah. Okay, but get this. Okay, so nineteen eighty-three, I'm seven. I'm in a parka with mm. the vinyl costume over it. And I'm going out at night and because it's dangerous, my mother decides to, I mean, she's protective. She doesn't love me enough to make me a costume. She loves me enough to make sure I don't get hit by a car. Yeah. So love, you know, don't confuse skill set and love. They're different. That's true. That's true. She takes um, duct tape, Mm -hmm. (laughs) silver duct duct tape and puts it in just pieces all over. Reflectors. Reflectors. As reflectors. So I now am like Casper, but I'm a puffy Casper covered in reflectors. (laughs) Duct tape is reflective? No, it's not. It's meant to be. That silver (laughs) stuff? No, it's gray. It's it's matte gray. Okay, well, whatever she used, maybe she used like electrical. I know all I know is she covered me in these weird little hash marks. Yeah. So that I would not get hit by a car. But she didn't love you enough to go with you, right? Yeah. Which brings me to the second. She didn't have a long enough rope. (laughs) Did I tell you that story already? No, but now you're going to have to. And and I got to tell you, duct tape, even back then, it's not cheap. So your mother, clearly, I'm making the case, your mother loves you very, very much. All right. Well, what well, she saved on the costume, she spent on the duct tape. Yeah, but that there wasn't sense. anything else. Like, I mean, what were you going to do? Like, back then, unless you... Unless you made something, you, yeah. I mean, that was it. The supermarket. That's true. Yeah. All the other kids were wearing those, too. They just yeah. didn't also have to wear the jacket and duct tape and have, uh, you know, two flashlights duct taped to their head. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know I talked about the flashlights. I wore jackets because it was cold in the po- in, in, the, in sure. Allentown, too. It was freezing up there. Yeah. Anyway, about the rope, I did when I was little. I was on a leash at times. I mean, I'm sure you've seen that. Like, I remember bringing my kids to the zoo and there'd be little kids on leashes. Yeah. Now there's, and, now there's uh, a thing. Your, your mom was ahead of the curve. Does PJ have a leash for you upstairs? Um, we, Jesse, this is not that kind of podcast. It is sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So listen, so my mom didn't have a long enough rope. Right. So she sent me off with neighborhood people to go trick or treating. At least people that said they were from the neighborhood. Yeah. What are neighborhood people? Are you talking like kids and adults or just more kids? More kids. But I was the youngest by like four years. So I was not a lot of vetting by your mother. Not a lot of children, period. And I mean, it was 
you know, we, we had like two acres of land and it just, I mean, it was neighborhoody, but it wasn't like a suburban really, yeah. it wasn't a walking community. You know, it's kind of, yeah. it's pretty rural. It makes sense. You don't have a lot of children in that area because everyone's bundled up so much and then duct taped on top <laughs> when the mood hits by the time you get, you know, down the business, yeah. everyone's too tired. Yeah. So no it, kidding. It's exhausting. Did, you, did you guys, are, were you in a spot where you needed to like go to a more residential area to trick or treat or did you just, it was- I don't think that that ever occurred to us. That would be brilliant. We did not do that. Instead, we spent our whole nights- Walking. Walking. Wow, yeah. Everywhere. Okay. okay, so a lot of times we didn't get a lot of kids at the house for trick or treating, you know, but we'd get like a couple bags of candy and stuff. One year- I don't know what had happened, but we actually got a lot of trick-or-treaters. Okay. And starting I don't like this. Starting at like eight or nine. Quick question. Is this the same story? No, they're vignettes. It's vignettes. Fair enough. Yeah. So starting around eight, eight or nine, my mom started running out of candy. That's kind of late. Nine? No, they they would come until like ten and eleven. Here's, I, I, I hate to ask this question. Are yeah. you done trick-or-treating at this point? Is little dad? Yes, oh, which is I how like I witnessed what happened next. I don't like this. Okay. So I, I was coming back from trick-or-treating. Okay? Yeah. My mother has run out of candy and she has done her go-to move, which is what you do as an elementary school teacher oh, okay. who has things. No, this is fine. Yeah. Around the house. Yeah. Stickers, pencils, crayons. Pencils, Jesse knows. She That's has great. pencils. It's still crayons, better than raisins. I thought you were going to say raisins. Oh, no, God. I thought your mom was going to take your candy, Dana, and start <gasps> giving it out to the neighborhood oh, kids. God. That's what I yeah. thought. That's what yeah. I thought. That and was I was awful. like, I would not. That's that's a deal breaker. That's mom. You're going into the home like that is. Not- yeah. Can we just say for a second? What about those Jimmy Kimmel videos where the parents tell their kids, not "I ate fan. all your candy." Not I don't like say it. that those people need to be reported because that's child that's abuse. That's cruel. Yeah, that is oh, like cruel. So cruel. That said, I actually eat my kids' Halloween candy, so that's totally- well, I do too. But mainly, my son is allergic to peanuts, and my daughter doesn't eat them out of solidarity. But I say, "Fuck them both," well, and I eat all the peanut yeah. butter. I tell my daughter she's allergic to nerds, and then I eat them. So I feel that it's you know. <laughs> That's not going to pay off in the long run, but uh, just for me, I love nerds. So, Dana, Dana, an option it was not to just turn the light off and not give out anything. Like that's yeah. what you could do in the. I, I don't know that we understood that lexicon, that okay. Halloween lingo. Yeah. I just know that my mom went around the house, <laughs> gathered pencils and crayons and pennies. And as I was, as those are those are all weapons. Yeah. As I was returning from trick or treating, yeah. I started to go up my driveway, and these boys, middle school boys, a little older oh. than me, kind of cute. I'm also boy crazy, you know. Are going down my driveway. They're leaving my house. Disappointed. And one of them says, "Don't fucking bother." <laughs> that bitch is giving out pencils and pennies. <laughs> I was like, oh. that bitch is my mom. <laughs> did, did you cop to it being your mom? No. 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 But I did go inside and I was like, you can't give that stuff away. No one likes that. <laughs> and of course, in her mind, truly, she was like, these things are way more useful than a candy. Yeah. 
You can use a pencil again and again and again. And a penny. They're unique because everyone's giving out candy. Who's giving out pencils? The person whose mouth was egged. Only assholes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the third memory that I have of Halloween is my favorite. Because, okay, so I trick-or-treated for a very long time. Good. This may surprise you, but I was a very good kid. I did not get in a lot of trouble. And I hung out with kids who were pretty nerdy and all in like smart classes. And we didn't get in trouble. And we when are you going to get to the part that's supposed to surprise us um, <laughs> that I was trick <laughs> that I was trick or treating as a freshman in high school. <laughs> there's not, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. No, okay. No. Okay. Okay. I mean, you, and you didn't you have fellow freshmen or did you have to? Yeah. There were two friends of mine, Nicole and Carolyn, and we had an arrangement that we were going to trick or treat together and we were going to make a night of it, which was fun. And at that age, as a freshman in high school, you're really at the age where you're like, I'm going to use Halloween to dress as a whore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. What what year? I want to see if we can figure out costume. Maybe what year? we? Uh, It was 1990, maybe 1989, 1989. I say kudos. It's like it's it's the it's the the girls and the the boys and the kids who um, listen to, you know, that they shouldn't be going out, dressing yeah. up, having fun, getting free candy, you know, cavorting with their friends. Like that it's, it's a, it's a bummer that it goes away or yeah. the, or the, or the middle school kids who just come up with their backpack and are like trick or treat with no, yeah, treat. Treat. I want candy. Yeah, yeah. No, no, we I've did. actually denied kids. I've just been like, no dude. I, you know, I feel bad because again, I don't want to assume what they're, situation is but i remember one year i was giving out candy with my brother-in-law and kids came up with no costumes they were older and i was eating candy as i've said i like candy so i started uh putting empty wrappers in their bags and i feel bad about it now because i don't know what those kids were about but no costumes so that was my justification yeah it's trick or treat they got tricked yeah that's true yeah i didn't even get that oh but dana was it a theme did you theme with these uh, other uh, young ladies? No, we did not. I know that we all definitely were dressed rather whorish. I, I don't think we're going to be able to guess other than just to say that that was the theme. Oh, you can absolutely guess. It was like 1989 or 90. I can't so do the math. like a virgin. Oh my God. I dressed as Madonna. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm clearly not very original. So well, who, who here hasn't dressed as Madonna at least once? Oh, man. Well, do, do you count Jesus' mother? Because I've dressed as Mary, the Madonna. Does that count? The Madonna. The Madonna. We're talking about pop. pop Sorry. No, yeah. my bad. Sorry. My Got to clarify. Got to clarify. Yeah. So right now, today, in 2021, I am 5 foot 11. I don't know if you know that. I'm very tall. It's a weird flex, but okay. As a freshman in high school, I was five foot 11. Oh, okay. Ooh, when I was ow. 13, I was five foot 11, 160 pounds. Wow. I was a giant human. Mm-hmm. My friends were not that. Yeah. My friends were like yeah. five feet tall, yeah. stayed five feet tall. So this is also important because there people make assumptions about your age when sure. you're tall, yep. especially right. when you're dressed as a whore and you've got mascara. Lots of mascara on. Well, I, let's let's say that you were dressed as Madonna. How about that? Yeah, Madonna. Thank you. I appreciate it, there, uh, Jesse. I heard it too. The Madonna and wearing mascara. Madonna, Madonna and mascara. Madonna. Here, here's why I say the whore part. Because mm-hmm. I remember feeling like I didn't care who I was dressing as. I wanted to wear a very short skirt. 
yeah. fishnet stockings. You wanted to feel a certain way, whether you know, I wanted to feel, or... yeah. Yeah, right? exactly. yeah. Did you make a big deal out of walking out of your house like that to get a little bit of notoriety back for the house that used to give away pencils and pennies? <laughs> yeah. No, no. Oh. I at that I I just felt like my house was on my own. Gave I think I answers. like went in and out of the back door. Yeah. Did, did, did yeah. your mom put duct tape over your nipples? <laughs> no. You know what? I do remember for safety. I remember arguments every time I went out for Halloween about not being warm enough. And this year when I was a freshman, I was like, I am not wearing a jacket. I was like a sorority girl, like yeah. going to a frat party. Yeah. I'm not wearing a coat, not yeah. over this. Yeah. So here's, here's the thing though. So as a five foot 11 human, I bought these fishnet stockings at the costume, you know, the Halloween store or whatever. And I don't know if you've ever gotten one of those things. They're like one size fits all. Yeah. For kids, not adults. Right. One size fits all. Yeah. The problem with a fishnet stocking and fluorescent pink when one size fits all is that that crotch is about at my knees. (laughs) (laughs) So the the entire, the entire night I am, I'm trying so hard to pull these fuckers up. And I will get them up and then they roll right back down. And I get them up and they go back down. Now, we had a mission as much as we wanted to be dressed like we were like grown women. We wanted to get as much candy as possible. We took pillowcases. We were like going to hit as many houses as possible. Sure. Carolyn and Nicole were not fucking around. What were they dressed as? Do you remember? I don't know. I don't know. But they were definitely dressed like, you know, short skirt kind of makeup stuff. cat. A sexy cat. Sexy cat. Sexy but without crotches at the knees. Without the crotch problem. Yeah. Especially because even if they had purchased the same fishnet stockings that I had purchased, yeah. they were short. So it would have been fine. I do remember leaving. There are lots of stone walls in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Right? Stone walls. Rural like area. A, like a Robert Frost poem. Yes. Like the end of Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Civil War cover. And see, I'm picturing gay bars in New York. So, okay, fine. <laughs> we're all right. I mean, I'm going to say we're all right. We're all right. That's, that's all That's all true. So they would go out of the front door of these houses, right? They'd get their candy. They'd go out straight across the yard, whichever is the quickest way to get to the street in the next house. Oh, and they would like jump over these stone walls because they have mobility why not <laughs> because and, they can, and high crotches and they can move their thighs yeah no. i am like it is as though someone has oh shall we say duct taped my thighs together the only mobility <laughs> i have is in my calves <laughs> yeah. my little legs it's basically just like two little feet and <laughs> At one point, I have a complete breakdown because they are three houses away. Oh, and you can't get candy. And I can't get my feet to move. And I'm crying. And I'm like, why won't you? Your mascaver is running. But I had to get that candy. And uh, at one point, I finally was like, I can take off the fishnets. Yeah. So I, I rolled those little guys down, took them off, put them in my trick-or-treat bag. Pillowcase. Pillar case. My pillar case. And uh, and I made magic happen. I got so, so much candy that night. Yeah. So much. I bet you did. You were, you were unbridled. The crotch situation, I still have flashbacks. I'll be honest. When I, when I buy hosiery, or do you call mm-hmm. that hosiery? Impintego. <laughs> 
pantyhose. Nobody wears pantyhose anymore. Nah, you're talking about galoshes. <laughs> when I wear my galoshes, the crotch in my galoshes is still really low. Yeah, I'll bet it is. The crotch in my in my uh, hosieries is still right around my knees. Yeah, still okay. a problem. I feel like you got to just do the knee highs and that's it, right? Or thigh highs and not because I I thought you would have cut them. That's what I was thinking. Like, why wouldn't you just cut them? Yeah, just, just gotta go garter belt, man. You mean cut? You mean cut the fishnet stockings and turn them into thigh highs? Yeah, yeah. They, they wouldn't stay up unless I duct tape them. Oh, this episode is brought to you by duct tape. Not reflective. Not reflective. <laughs> it's not a safety measure. It is not. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I didn't even think of. I didn't think of any of that. Was that the last night you went trick or treating? It was. That was it. Oh. That was. It that was the last you. time. Yeah. And it really was rough. I think that we I did pull it out by the end. Yeah. But it was um it was also devastating because I do remember every house that we'd get to, it would be like, Oh, look at you, look at you. And then they'd look up at me and basically be like, <laughs> Are you the nanny? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the all pair. Uh I saw you all over my stone wall. I can see your crotch. <laughs> are you? Do, do you have underwear on underneath, or are you just like what? now? I would assume. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, but pantyhose comes with a liner. No fishnets. Oh, fishnets. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Halloween store fishnets. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, like, you really were dressed like a virgin. Yes. No. Is Ian going for the button? <laughs> you didn't get it. Miss. I don't know what. <laughs> um, uh, that, that was borderline. No. Ah, better. Oh, Ooh. very nice. Better. Better. Not, yeah. not going to get it. So it's funny that you say au pair yeah. because cut a lot of years later, I was a nanny for a very wealthy family in Chevy Chase, Maryland. Yeah. And they had always had au pairs from other countries. And. This time they were hiring me because I'd been their kids camp counselor and I got to live in this furnished apartment in their basement. And I was doing a um, an internship in Washington, D.C. at the time during the day. And yeah. I would take care of their kids a couple nights a week for free rent. Room and board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Free room and board. And I was the au pair slash nanny who took the girls trick or treating, except all the parents were so excited that. The Smith family has this nanny. I took oh, right. 20 freaking yeah. wealthy uh, young girls around uh, the world's wealthiest neighborhood. And uh, it was like, this is how the other half lives. Yep. You wouldn't believe this shit. Oh, my God. A bunch of material girls, right? Yeah. Nope. Not getting it. Well. Not going to end on a Madonna. So, Ellis, Dana, we went from pennies and pencils to what? We went from pennies and pencils to full boxes of like lint chocolate truffles. <laughs> oh, wow. Full boxes. There was a house. Toblerone. Had, <laughs> yeah, they, there was a house that had a full, um, they had a big wraparound front porch, like a farmer's porch. And they had it all curtained off. They had a full haunted house in there. And when you went in, you did the full haunted house experience. And as you exited, they had a cotton candy machine with someone giving full cones of cotton candy. Right, 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 right. Actually, there's a big status thing that goes on in Chevy Chase because Chevy Chase, Maryland is where a lot of political folks and people who work in, 
either the administration or different government agencies. They live there and they're raising their kids there. And so there's a lot of status games going on. So they're all trying to outdo each other. Is there also security like that you need to like get through? Is there like an all pair pair with 20 kids? That's the security. Yeah, I was a security. No, I didn't see any security, but I do remember like some places had hired actors and performers to put on full shows. It was insane. So I went from vinyl and duct tape and pennies and pencils to this. I remember one house gave out um, the large boxes of like Russell Stover, like Russell Stova candies, which aren't that expensive, but they were the big boxes. The whole thing. Each kid gets a big box. Each kid gets a box of Russell Stovas. Yeah. These kids are getting these giant boxes of chocolate. What are they putting them in? Because obviously a little trick-or-treat bag isn't going to work. Or one of those They're little delicious pumpkins. little Republican mouths. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I remember going back to the house at least twice. What? To drop to unload? Off, to unload all the shit. And the, the mom of my girls that I was with was there hanging out with a bunch of the other moms. And they were just, they were enjoying it. They were basically like, cheers to you, nanny. Cheers with yeah. their wine, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, going out again. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun, though. I loved it. I mean, I was, what, I was like 22, 23. Did you dress up? I did. Yeah, I don't remember what I dressed up as. I think they dressed me up. Yeah. And uh, Did you they, have a proper crotch? Oh, I did. I never okay. did that again. That was... Yeah. The last time that happened. But yeah, so they they were very excited about the idea of having this young, energetic human to take all their little wealthy people around. You think they consider you a human? (laughs) Great question. Yes, I do. Gosh darn it. Yes, I do. Everyone was quite good to me there. Yeah. Yeah, they were quite good. They were super wicked rich, but they were very nice. Well, you were raising their children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They weren't they weren't super nice when I would chime in about things that I think thought they needed to do differently. Uh-huh. Like, you know, maybe when they demand something for dinner, uh-huh. maybe you could just say, like, could you say please? It's like uh-huh. uh, uh, whoa. Whoa. Go back to your dungeon. Go back to your little Go back apartment to your in the basement. Basement apartment. Yeah. It's yeah. okay, kids. She's poor. hey dana what you got to plug oh i got a bunch of things do it it's not the normal stuff hey if you want to hear me without swears and without jokes Mm. talking about propaganda and persuasion you can actually take the course that i've taught at the university of delaware for 15 years uh, it's coming out with the great courses, which is a subscription service, and that'll be out in the next year. Awesome. 15 years you've been teaching. I got my 15 year anniversary yep. uh, celebration from the Dean. Nice. Wow. Congrats. That's awesome. You know, you guys, I, I taught Steve's awesome daughter, Marissa. That's did? awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's why she's going to be so successful. Not, by she, the way, he's going to be giving out those big candies. Oh, and I also I have a uh, book coming out called Wrong, How Identity Fuels Misinformation and How to Fix It. 
What if I wanted a book that has been written? What oh, I wrote a book that already has been written. That's why it's called I Wrote a Book. And that is available. That's called Irony and Outrage, The Polarized Landscape of Rage, Fear, and Laughter in the United States. And do you know what? I just learned yesterday I won the National Communication Association Political Communication Book Award. Congrats. Congrats. Wow. We have an, we have an award winner on this podcast finally it only took 170 episodes yeah. <laughs> <laughs>